When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go ahead and jump into this thing, get into the scientific method with my guy, Patrick No C. Walker, baby. What's good, good brother? Hey, man. Going good, going good. Getting ready to head up to the uh, to the mothership here momentarily and check in with my guy first, though. Man, I, I appreciate that each and every week. And, and uh, if, if they don't, I do. I appreciate what you're doing over there on .com. And for all of us Cowboy fans looking to get the real down there at the start, brother. Hey, man, I appreciate you, man. You know, we go way back, uh, back seats and Cadillacs. <laughs> That's an old school saying, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just talked about Tyron for about 10 minutes and how I never thought I'd be this excited to see him on a DNP. And it's not, you know, because he's dealing with me or something. <laughs> How true is this, man? Like, how true is this? Are they really about to sit tired for the rest of the week, you know, for the rest of the season? Because if so, I think that's the way to go, bro. Hey, man. I mean, you know, guy has a little cough. Maybe the cough is nagging, and it goes in the next week and the week after. I mean, you know, it's the season. Temperatures changing. You know, people come down with things. But, no, all jokes aside, they are seriously considering it. Um, I think more so the best takeaway from what Mike McCarthy said yesterday in that it is on the table, it being the potential that he um, only participates in walkthroughs and mock games. Uh, I think they're going to take it on a week-to-week basis. I, I do really believe that having seen what he did against the Philadelphia Eagles, just flat out one of the best games you've seen, not just recently from Tyron Smith, but in the in, over his career. Like that was prime Tyron Smith. Right, that was like 2013 Tyron Smith. So if he can do that, having not you know had any contact practice and just walkthroughs and and mock games, then why not? Because you know if you look at the next stinger, the next stinger happened in practice, right? And mm-hmm. some of these issues that the Cowboys are having with injuries, they're not happening in games; they're happening in practice. We're talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not a game. Practice. So you know Tyron is so valuable. And not to say others aren't, like uh, Zach Martin, for example, but Zach Martin, for the most part, uh, outside of uh, a little bit of a battle with injury this year, he's proven durability uh, durable over the recent season. So uh, I don't think that that's an issue with him. But when it comes to Tyron, it flat out is. I mean, he just he can't stay healthy for the entirety of a season. So anytime you take any kind of reps off of him, be it you know hopefully in practice, so that he doesn't miss it in the game, it's going to help extend uh, the the availability of him hopefully throughout the rest of the season and into the playoffs. So, yeah, it's a very real conversation. And I saw a couple other names pop up on the injury report to, uh, to yesterday, I'm sorry, that I don't know if they're concerned or not, so maybe help me out here. But Marquise Bell and Osa Digizua with the calf and hamstring, um, these, these guys are playing some good ball for you, young players that, that are taking that next you know year two, year three leap, um, and, and you don't like to hear calf or hamstring. Is that just something to be precaution about since it was a walkthrough, or is it a little more serious? The latter. Oh, well, no, excuse me, the former. I would say it's uh, something to be precautious about because 
again, as you stated, it was a walkthrough, and if it was something that the Cowboys were overtly concerned about, then they wouldn't have even let those two participate in the walkthrough. So those guys would have been DMP on yesterday. Obviously, today, full practice ramps up, um, so we'll get the injury report this afternoon, and we'll know more information about those two, and, you know, that'll kind of push our needle one way or the other if it's something to be concerned about. But after seeing them on the injury report yesterday, uh, had a couple conversations with some folks around the building, and they just don't seem concerned at all. It's just the way it was phrased to me is, uh, Pat, it's the middle of the season. Everybody's dealing with something. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, so it doesn't sound like it's something that they're concerned with at all. Uh, so the most I could say there is there's that inside information, and then let's just kind of see how Thursday's injury report shakes out. But I think they'll be fine, especially, um, you know, to your point, considering how important those two guys have been this season, Marquise uh, in the absence of Leighton, Osa just flat out balling and mauling guys. I mean, like you need those two guys on the field. So I don't see a reason as we have this conversation that either of them won't be on the field against the Giants. I think they both will. Uh, a, a player that I don't I don't expect to be out there this weekend, we don't know when, but I, I specifically wanted to talk to you about this new addition, Martavis Bryant, former wide receiver. I think mm-hmm. this is an interesting uh, addition due to the fact that he hasn't played in five years, but you know, I took a listen to his interview and I mean, he sounds really motivated. He sounds like, hey, I ain't just here for play play. Uh, and he also, you know, we, we understand he was dealing with some demons, as he would say. And you're very, very big on mental health. Um, you're, you're a guy yes. I, I'll, I'll turn to uh, to to get some motivation or some advice in regards to that. And I'd imagine, you know, the relationships that I know you developed in that in that building. You know, if, if he sticks around, he's a guy that you probably would uh, be able to, uh, you know, not necessarily lean on, but talk with in regards to that as well. And he mentioned something about that. I don't know if you caught that in, in his interview, how he said, hey, man, you know, that's dark place. And that's something I don't really want to talk about. I, I was thinking, Pat, that, you know, him having a routine for the NFL, I think is big for him right now because it still seems like he might be mm-hmm. fighting those. And, and of course, we always are right every day. But it seems like he's still fighting those. Yeah, I agree, and and the thing about it is, is when it comes to mental health and those types of demons and and that dark, as he put it, and uh, as I describe it often myself when I'm having conversations or if I'm talking about mental health on Twitter, uh, like you said, it's a daily battle. Uh, All you can do is win the next minute, win Mm -hmm. the next you know hour, win the next day. Just focus on winning the moment that you're in right now, and and don't get you know too far ahead of your skis. And the the thing about Martavis is, is he's been through a lot. And, you know, I can definitely empathize and sympathize at the same time, as you can as well. Um, His journey has been a a very rough one. Obviously, you know, the suspensions with the NFL, uh, and it's a whole different conversation that I'll let the listeners have if they agree or disagree with it being around weed. I don't agree for the record, but, hey, it is what it is, or it was what it was, I should say. Um, But kudos to, to to that young man because he didn't let it end him. You know, he continued to persevere, continued to persist. His journey took him, you know, into Canada, and he kept playing, with, you know, the game, the game, the game. He just wanted to be a part of football, and he never let it uh, defeat him, the circumstance defeat him. So now he, you know, he becomes a testimony at this point because he gets a fresh start in the NFL, and not just with any team, like not with, you know, the, the Cleveland Browns or, or, you know, the Indianapolis Colts, not to knock their organizations, but this is with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so yeah, Jerry Jones is, is, you know, notorious in a good way for giving guys second chances. Now what they do with that second chance is totally up to them. So where we go from here with Martavis, I, I have complete 
faith that he'll continue to walk the line that he's walking mentally. Uh, and I'll, I'll get with him, you know, more and more as time goes on. Yeah. Because I'm just always interested in being, you know, letting people know I, I, they have a support uh, being with me if they don't have it with anyone else. But as far as what he brings to the field, obviously yep. this is a, a receiver with size. This is a receiver with speed. I mean, you know, track speed. And, and he recently, correct me if I'm wrong, recently released a video, a clip that showed that he still has that take the top off of defense speed. So for him, it's about get, hitting the ground running, getting as much into the playbook as you can for Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, uh, Brian Schottenheimer, showing what you, showing how focused you are in the meeting room, showing your ability on the, on the practice field. Uh, and then the Cowboys make a decision from there as far as how they handle him going forward. But, uh, I think it's a situation where, because I know a lot of people are saying, well, is this an indictment of, like, Michael Gallup? And I would say it would be concerning if I'm Michael Gallup, if Gallup doesn't bounce back from that early game drop and get those two contested catches against Philly and then, you know, draws a penalty. I, and then Jalen Tolbert, that's the other person for me, because if it were an indictment on Michael Gallup, then that just makes it Jalen Tolbert season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you have Jalen Brooks. He's still in the active 53-man roster. He was one of the standouts in training camp. Um, so it's not as if Martavis is coming in and as we have this conversation challenging for any of those names or challenging any of those names for their spot. It's all about the Cowboys getting a look-see at a very inexpensive but potentially high-reward situation with Martavis Bryant. If it doesn't work out for them, then financially it doesn't cost them much of anything. It's not like they waived someone to add him to the roster so it didn't cost them a body. Um, as far as player players are concerned, it's just it's a look see. Um, so if it works out, wonderful, and, and we'll see what that looks like should it work out. And if it doesn't work out, then they gave it a shot, and um, and life goes on. And not in the aspect of I mean mental health, life goes on. But we want to keep tabs on that young man, and I mm-hmm. will. Uh, if it doesn't work out with the Cowboys, I'll exchange numbers, keep tabs on him, make sure he's still holding his head up. But uh, from a roster standpoint, is what I mean. Life goes on, business goes on. Is a better way to put it. Yeah, it's sticking to that that room, um, we thought going into the Eagles game, there was some momentum being built with Brandon Cooks, right? And, and in that game, he didn't quite get going as he did the previous weeks. And uh, Coach McCarthy was a little upset, not upset, but a little annoyed with the questions. And, you know, one side of me totally understands. I, I get it because you threw for damn near 400 yards, three touchdowns, you were moving the ball. I, I get it. Correct. But the other side is, I think this is more of a uh, – wide thing here, a wide view. The whole season where Brandon Cooks doesn't even have 200 yards and he's not really getting used downfield as he was previously. He just doesn't seem to be as involved as the past. Is And we're in week 10 now, so it's not like this is week 3, 4, 5. What is your level of concern in in, in the usage of uh, Brandon Cooks moving forward? You know, I would be, and I was, more concerned when the utilization wasn't there and the Cowboys' offense was sputtering. Hmm, gotcha. But if you're telling me that the Cowboys are uh, producing almost 400 yards of offense against the Philadelphia Eagles in, at Lincoln Financial Field um, with, you know, CeeDee Lamb, 190 yards, which is his second consecutive week of setting a career high. Jake Ferguson, 10 targets, damn near 100 yards, uh, had the availability to have more. Um, on a couple of those reads downfield from Dak, who had a magnificent game himself. I mean, this the offense is explosive. Like, this is what we've been waiting to see 
Uh, and in the past couple of weeks, the Rams and the Eagles, this offense has taken off. So here's what I would say, and I've given this some thought as well. The underutilization of Cooks right now as we have the conversation, that's not what lost in the game in Philly. No. Um, and I, I, I suspect that as long as Lamb continues, I don't think he'll continue at the pace he's on, but he will continue being on a heater as far as 100-yard games is concerned. I think the Cowboys finally get that. Uh, aspect of it and involve Jake Ferguson, whom I think needs to be your number two target, your number two read, which kind of goes to my point. You take what is working at the moment, and yeah. until that stops working, you don't make changes. Don't force it because go back and look at the Chargers game, right? You won that game, but you won it just barely. And why was the offense, why was the passing attack struggling? Is Lamb was, you know, eating, but you were forcing the game to Michael Gallup in a situation where he wasn't playing well. Maybe, not maybe, but I would have preferred you take five of those targets, five of those targets away from Gallup, and you apply them to Cooks, and who had a touchdown that game, and you apply it to Ferguson, and you probably end up with 27 or 30 points instead of just 20. Mm-hmm. So I think they're learning not to force things, and right now what's working? CeeDee Lamb is working. Jake Ferguson is working. Hell, Kevontae Turpin is working. Be what's working until further notice. But I'll throw this out to you. I feel more and more like this is a situation where – with Cooks, um, you're not seeing much of him yet, and that's going to have opposing defenses really keyed in on the two guys I said, Ferguson and Lamb, as you get into, like, December in the playoffs, and then suddenly Cooks goes on a heater because teams haven't been accounting for him, and they're, he's an afterthought to them, and that's right. kind of the worst. You know, that, that'll be, like, their worst nightmare because CeeDee Lamb will end up in a, a playoff game with, like, 75 yards. Cooks will have, like, 150. I just feel like that's going to be the arc this year for Brandon Cooks is that he explodes in like late December going into January when after a whole season of everybody wondering where's Brandon Cooks. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. The season has been very weird offensively because I feel like it's a tale of, of two seasons. There was the whole Texas Coast, you know, West Coast thing. They tried to force and just be so deliberate about up until that game against the uh, 49ers. Then there's the offense we're seeing post-49ers which is uh, not a whole lot of that slant flat stuff and, and more pushing the ball downfield. And I think that will involve or has until the Eagles involve Brandon Cook. So if it was just, hey, you didn't watch the Cowboys, Pat, and you look at the numbers or and you say, yeah, I, I would be heavily concerned. But if you said if you have been watching and you've seen the last three weeks, the offense kind of evolve to a point where actually mm-hmm. this is Brandon Cook's style of offense. And I think they're trying to figure it out. They're still even in week 10 a TBD on the possible usage of what he can be because this isn't the same offense as it was in the first five weeks of the season. So I, I, I'm right there with you. I think there's still something there that Cooks can 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 bring you. Uh, it's just a matter 100%. of 100%. It's a matter of where where will he fall in that hierarchy? I'm with you. I think I think Jake Ferguson. I think he's he's climbed his way to you know number three or two given the matchup, given the game. He should be a guy you should be targeting because he is just that damn good. Uh, and then Brandon Cooks is a weapon, right? He, he has the speed. I'd like to see him, see them get him involved in the way they got Lamb involved, right? Like quick things, real fast, because he's a, he's a shifty dude, and he mm-hmm. can take tunnel screens to the crib. So I think that's another way, Pat, to get him involved is get him involved now, and then make make teams account for him early in the games, and other things can open up too. Agreed. I think it's going to organically happen. I mean, you saw him get involved against the Chargers, saw him get involved against the Rams, not so much against the Eagles as far as, um, you know, putting points on the board. But I think it's coming along. It's just coming along a little bit more slowly than we any of us would have anticipated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, again, I, I counter that with, 
you know, almost 400 yards of offense, and then the week before you just blow the doors off of the Los Angeles Rams, who, by the way, the first three or four uh, snaps in the first offensive series had you thinking that that was going to be one of the worst games of the season. Mm -hmm. Offense gets it together, and they just start marching down the field whenever they want it. So as long as this offense has found its explosiveness, and it has, uh, I think let the rest handle itself organically. And, again, I'm right there with you when it comes to Jake Ferguson. I think the Cowboys need to um, treat him like he's their George Kittle, like he's their Travis Kelsey. Like that's how they need to look at him. You have your wide receiver one, uh, and then you have your TE one, and then the rest needs to handle itself organically. 100%, man. Hey, that is the scientific method with our guy Patrick Nosey Walker of DallasCowboys.com. Drop in the Science Lab article top of the hour, right? In about 45 minutes, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, go to the .com. Make sure you check out this week's Science Lab. It began with me being curious about CeeDee Lamb's production as of late as far as, yes, he's doing well, but how does that stack up against this person or that person? And I fell right into the rabbit hole, and some things I found out even blew me back in my seat. So make sure you check that out. All right, Pat, we'll get with you next week, brother. Yes, sir. Talk to you soon. Yes, sir. It's Patrick Nosey Walker, DallasCowboys.com. Scientific Method, Week 10, each and every week. We will be dropping the science. He will be dropping the science for you guys. And uh, don't want to miss it. You just never really want to miss Pat when he comes through. Now, thanks for watching and make sure to follow and subscribe to A to Z Dallas so you don't miss an episode of The Scientific Method. Every Thursday morning, 9 a.m. Central on Facebook and YouTube with every episode available on A to Z Sports dot com.